Hi, I'm Connor Svensson, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 5th of July, 2021. The highlights this week include more regulatory woes for Binance, Circle's USDC stablecoin is launching on a number of additional blockchains, the digital yuan is now being accepted on Beijing subway, Tim Berners-Lee's web source code NFT sells, sells, but there's a glitch with it, Polygon have announced a general purpose data availability scaling layer as well. Binance's woes have continued this week with Singapore's watchdog, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, have said that they're closely watching the regulatory developments uh, surrounding Binance Holdings Limited. We've also heard that the Cayman Islands financial regulator has uh, joined in with the scrutiny of Binance and has said that Binance isn't licensed or regulated to actually operate in the Cayman Islands. And then too, as well, the Thailand SEC has filed a criminal complaint against Binance. And this is because they'd failed to meet a deadline for responding to an earlier warning, apparently. Last week, we discussed the number of challenges that Binance was facing from other jurisdictions, which were saying that it wasn't able to actually um, provide services in those jurisdictions. Now, well, one thing to note is that Although these regulators have come up against Binance, in all cases, it doesn't necessarily stop consumers from being able to access the platform. It's more that they can't provide financial services in those jurisdictions. So although the scrutiny isn't a good thing for Binance, it doesn't actually mean necessarily that the exchange is not going to be available in these different jurisdictions. In related news, though, the UK bank NetWest Markets, which we've spoken about previously, um, they've actually said that they're limiting transactions to different crypto exchanges. They they haven't got like a single approach they're using for all the different exchanges. It's more they have limits they're applying to accounts for various different exchanges in order to actually protect fraud with their customers there. In China, the Chinese central bank digital currency is continuing to gain traction as well, uh, with the Beijing subway is now actually accepting this digital yuan for its services there. It can be used on all 24 of Beijing subway lines and for suburban railway stations, but it's only available to those who bank with the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China. That being said, it's incredibly fast, this rollout. And so compared with many other jurisdictions who are just kind of trialing these digital currencies, the fact that China already is, is live um, albeit in a limited subset of their infrastructure and paying for services, it's still very, very significant how much progress is being made there. The leading stable coin, USDC, uh, is ex have announced that they're planning to expand to an additional 10 blockchains. So currently the market cap of Circle's USDC is 25 billion. It's not quite as big as Tether, which is the leader, but at the same time, it's you know continuing to grow in adoption and uh, you know, it, it's also got, got some good financial backing by the likes of Goldman Sachs and so on, which certainly positions it, it, it's well for expansion. They anticipate that they're going to be expanding to support uh, Avalanche, Cello, Flow, Hedera, Kava, Nervos, Polkadot, Stax and Tezos in the coming months. The USDC was launched on Ethereum back in 2018 and expanded to Algorand, Stellar and Solana in the second half of 2020. There is already though lots of USDC available on the Tron blockchain which has actually surpassed more than 108 million in less than a month as well. So this, this kind of growth just shows the general appetite there is for stable coins across these different blockchain networks and we've spoken previously about how regulation is coming out to support them albeit they are being treated as a high risk asset whereby anyone who holds them on their balance sheets has to back them with 100% the value of the, the collateral of, the, of those coins. Tim Berners-Lee's uh, NFT of the World Wide Web source code has uh, sold on Sotheby's for 
5.43 million to an anonymous buyer. Now, the, 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 the funny thing here was that the text file that contained the code that was c converted to H HTML, they did actually make a mistake there. Uh, and so, so this, this NFT, the, the image there uh, of, of the source code, it, contain, it contains like an and and then the letters GT instead of actually a uh, an angle bracket there. So it's, uh, it's it's kind of, you know, as with some art, uh, sometimes the things have got a mistake in it. And there's the question there as to whether it's uh, more valuable because of it. So it's uh, it's a funny twist anyway in this uh, this this whole sale that's happened. One of Mexico's billionaires, who's actually the third richest man there, Ricardo Salinas Pilego, has tweeted that uh, the bank he founded, Banco Azteca, they want it to become the first bank in the country to actually accept Bitcoin. If he manages to get it to accept Bitcoin, the bank would join um, you know, one of a, a small list that are actually transacting in Bitcoin. But it, it, it claims to be um, one of Mexico's largest banks with over 16 million savings accounts and 19 million credit accounts. And they did actually operate previously in El Salvador, which of course recently made Bitcoin their legal tender there. Coinbase has become the first company to actually get a crypto custody license in Germany. So the, the, the German Federal Financial Supervisory Authority or BAFIN as they're called, uh, they've given it, they've basically given Coinbase the right to actually carry out their crypto custody business in the country. Coinbase is the first uh, company authorized to provide this over there. The leading crypto um, wallet and, and exchange, Crypto.com, has announced a partnership with Formula One. Crypto.com and the, the Formula One will develop various exclusive NFTs connecting new fans to the sport. And although no financial details have been made available about uh, the, the actual terms of the agreement, uh, it's it's said it's rumored to be a five-year deal uh, which totals over $100 million in value. Uh, we're starting to see more and more different uh, crypto exchanges and start starting to you know, do, do these sponsorship deals we spoke previously about FTX uh, you know and their major league baseball deal last week and so it, you know, you're starting to see these kind of crypto uh, companies and blockchain companies start to establish themselves a bit more in mainstream by you know securing these various sponsorship deals. 650 US banks are soon going to be able to offer Bitcoin purchases to apparently 24 million customers. This is because of a deal between uh, the enterprise payments giant NCR and the digital asset firm NDIG, NYDIG, which we spoke about previously. Um, this this will basically enable these customers on these these banks um, to actually buy crypto without having to go through like a separate exchange to do it. So it's going to make it a lot easier for people to actually get exposure there. Um, so it's it's a very significant move. Although initially this is only going to be uh, enabled to actually buy Bitcoin. It's not they're not going to be able to use to actually spend it as such. But still, it's a big move forward uh, in terms of lowering the barriers to entry for people. In enterprise news, the uh, blockchain data trade. Nansen has raised a $12 million Series A led by Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, other investors include Coinbase Ventures and QCP Capital. So it's only actually founded last year. And Nansen, uh, what Nansen does is it analyzes blockchain data to help its clients, including hedge funds, trading firms, so that they and provide insights on top of that. Uh, you know what, what we're really seeing here is such an explosion of interest in these these data firms that provide information on what's happening in blockchains, whether that's for regulatory reasons or whether it's for trading firms. There's 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 a lot of value that can be extracted off the back of that. Also this week, uh, the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance and the o Oasis uh, Open Foundation, they've actually uh, joined forces. 
Um, so the Ethereum Oasis Open Project, which is where other projects, including the baseline protocol live, are now going to operate under the banner of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance Community Project. Uh, the, the idea here is that it actually le leverages the strength of both standards bodies, taking the EEA's leadership in Ethereum standards for business, but continuing to re rely on Oasis's expertise in open source and open standards development. So it's kind of this, this kind of merger of these two experts in the space there, which is really good news. Polygon have also announced that they're going to be launching Avail, which is a robust general purpose scaling data availability layer. Uh, the, the idea here is that it's going to support standalone blockchains, sidechains, and layer two solutions. With the, these layer two blockchains, one, one of the things that has been missing is a common data availability layer so that you know, when people spin up a blockchain, there's somewhere that they can actually store the data historically um, associated with blockchains, but also store off-chain data in a secure way. And that's what this actual platform has been announced to support. And no doubt uh, with all of the traction that Polygon's getting, I'm sure a number of their actual users and customers customers are keen to actually have this additional technology come to market. I believe they're one of the first layer two scaling technologies for Ethereum to actually announce um, this sort of offer, but uh, it'll be fascinating to see if uh, some of the other platforms follow suit as well. Ethereum Classic as well, uh, they've, they've, they've announced that they've got an upcoming hard fork as well. So this is scheduled in late July. Um, it's going to in incorporate a number of Ethereum improvement it proposals that have happened uh, on the domain Ethereum network associated with the Berlin up update. Uh, the intent is that this fork called Magneto will actually occur likely in July. A Dogecoin developer has proposed a 50-time reduction in fees, which has uh, got the support of Elon Musk. Uh, it gained 8% uh, off the back of this announcement. Uh, Ross Nickel, who's a Dogecoin core contributor, shared a tweet uh, related to this proposal, uh, and Elon Musk replied that it was important to support. The recommended lower limit for sending a Doge transaction is one Doge, but uh, the, the developer actually wants to reduce this number to 0.01. And so this, this would obviously be beneficial for you know, the, the, the cost for people transacting with the network. In DeFi, uh, there's been another project that's been hacked. This time it was the Safe Dollar Stablecoin, which has dropped to zero following uh, the, the loss of two, almost $250,000 uh, in, in an exploit on the Polygon network that it was running on top of. There's not been too much information about the cause of this but then apparently um you know a, a week or so ago there, there was an issue where the protocol uh, had another hack where it lost about 95,000 tokens there so again it's it's not 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 been good for the safe dollar uh, coin market cap the one of the leading aggregators of information about the uh, crypto markets and the market capitalization they've now added an integration that uses uniswap the decentralized exchange behind the, the scenes so people can connect, actually connect their crypto wallets and swap tokens when when they're on the site again it's just about making it easier for people when they're looking at the data there rather than having to go to a separate exchange to swap they can just do it via the uh, the, the website also this week the decentralized exchange balancer they've they've announced that they're going to be um, launching on polygon as well and the, the idea here is that they can bring near zero fees to make a trade which um, they, they think it's going to you know enable them to innovate more and experiment with what's possible with the liquidity pools that they offer on the platform 
Uh, over to NFTs and uh, Marvel have uh, said that they're going to finally be releasing their first official uh, NFT collectibles. And so they've partnered with Vivi uh, and they're going to be launching these later this year. Vivi also works with DC Comics as well. So they've got two of the key comic brands under, under their books there. According to a press release from Marvel, uh, they're going to be making available uh, NFT collectibles, 3D statues and digital comics. The dig digital collectibles will take the form of 3D models that can be viewed on any smart device like with the NBA top shots that would have been incredibly successful they they went for having you know video clips there by giving this kind of 3D effect there it's going to make it a lot more interesting for the consumers that in, invest in them Sotheby's as well they've uh, put up an auction for the first five crypto punk prints that's right they're actually doing physical prints of uh, these uh, some crypto punks which come with the NFT for the actual crypto punk now they they're referring to these as digital uh, punks uh, and the given how popular the crypto punks have been in terms of NFTs it seems natural that they want to create some physical art of them you know I, I would argue that it's, it's certainly a lot more interesting if you can have a print with your nft than just the nft on its own so i'm sure they'll be very popular uh, coin fund as well they've announced that they're going to be launching a new investment vehicle for nfts this is going to be called metaversal it will, it will basically serve as a way for investors to bet on the overall nft market and uh, work as an nft studio for companies as well so coin fund have been one of the nfts most prominent uh, bulls as you know on, on the actual market so although it has kind of you know oscillated somewhat since going crazy earlier on this year they still feel very um you know they're, they're very bullish on the overall technology also katie perry has announced she's going to be launching a line of nfts with theta labs so theta labs are part of the theta network which is a blockchain based streaming platform with uh, major entities running validator nodes on that which include google cloud and sony it's not clear exactly what the nfts are going to you know be of yet but they have said that they're going to commemorate her play residency also twitter's been getting in on the the nft act as well uh, with doing 140 free nfts to 140 of the followers of the twitter twitter handle there were several follow-up messages as well to this uh, the first nft drop was for uh, reply guy as it was called or the man behind mansplaining um, but twitter have also offered its vitamin t nft as well which uh, consists of prescription medicine bottle being filled with blue pills sporting the twitter logo um and so yeah it, it would be fun to see uh you know if, if they continue to to do some more releases like this we mentioned previously how decentraland uh, had uh, th there was some digital real estate that sold for over nine hundred thousand dollars. this was acquired back in june um and it's going to be made into a virtual shopping district called metajuku uh, and it's actually modeled after harajuku which is a district in tokyo known for its street fashion it takes up 16,000 square feet and it will have two main tenants that sell digital only items um, which is DressX and the Tribute Band. Also, an 18-year-old artist has sold their life story as NFTs for over 2 million. This is uh, Ferocious, has uh, depicted his life from the age of 14 to 18 with his surreal digital artwork. It was kind of a coming of age story presented in, in, a, in a surreal style um, and it includes uh, unseen drawings uh, fr from the actual artist there. The 
NFT platform Mintable as well has had a $13 million Series A. The actual platform was originally backed by Mark Cuban, but now it's actually seen other people get on the act, including Ripple, uh, Metacovens, um, Metapurse as well. Uh, there was no lead investor in the round. Additionally, the NFT digital property company Animoca Brands has raised uh almost 140 million in a recent funding round. Animoca provide property rights through NFTs and blockchain technology, giving gamers the ability to actually own or exchange digital assets or properties in uh, video games. Uh, they plan to use the funds to finance new products, investments and acquisitions and intellectual property licenses, which obviously would be able to do a lot of with that much money there. They previously created games such as F1 Delta Time and also uh, the Sandbox, which is a game with a sort of Minecraft uh, type feel, but it enables people to buy, trade and sell assets created with uh, NFTs. And finally, v VeChain have uh, created an NFT-based COVID vaccination passport. And this has actually been green-lighted by the San Marino authorities. And so what, what this will do is it will track individual vaccinations via QR codes that are available on these eNFT. NFT certificates. This is actually also the first ever national level uh, eNFT adoption program. Here, here in the UK, they've done something similar in terms of creating these vaccination passports, but of course, they're not using NFTs there. But at the same time, it's, it's definitely like a an application of the technology that you know has, has good potential. So moving on to our metrics for this week, the crypto market cap is up almost 6% to 1.4 trillion. The assets locked in DeFi are up uh, over 8% to 53 billion the seven day nft sales come in, came in at almost 22 million which is up 33 uh, percent with an average price of over 700 dollars that's all we have for this week if you like what you hear please subscribe to our podcast and our youtube channel links to all items discussed are available in the show notes at our website weekinblockchain.com we're also hosting a weekly clubhouse session every monday at 12 p.m eastern 5 p.m uk time if you'd like to dis discuss any of the items we've covered here thanks and i'll see you next week